Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Revelation 19. After this, I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for true and just are his judgments. He has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her the blood of his servants. And again they shouted, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up for ever and ever. The twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne. And they cried, Amen, Hallelujah. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, both great and small. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her to wear. Then the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are the true words of God. At this, I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, Don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe, dipped in blood, and his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun who cried in a loud voice to all the birds flying in midair. Come, gather together for the great supper of God so that you may eat the flesh of kings, generals and the mighty of horses and their riders and the flesh of all people, free and slave, great and small. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and his army. But the beast was captured and with it the false prophet who had performed the signs on its behalf. With these signs he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped his image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulphur. The rest were killed with the sword coming out of the mouth of the rider on the horse and all the birds gorged themselves on their flesh. Never again. That's been the refrain of the last few passages. Never again will Babylon be found. Never again will a lamp shine in her. Never again will she lead the nations astray. Well, much of the book of Revelation has been an open door into what is going on in heaven right now. What we're reading here is the true end of this world in its current form. This stuff hasn't happened yet. But it will. It will. 
It's worth lingering on that a while. We get so used to the ugly head of the devil popping up in our lives that it can be hard to believe that a time is coming when it will never happen again. But what happens here really is a brand new reality being born. The wedding will occur. The banquet will begin. The birds of the air will gorge on the flesh of every demonic being. The beast and the false prophet will be thrown into the fiery lake. Lots of imagery points to the total destruction of all that is evil. Into the next chapter, we see the wholesale destruction of every source of evil taking place. I say again, this is worth a linger. A sure and certain conviction that evil will be annihilated would be a good portion of our daily bread. To know that evil's days are numbers inspires us, emboldens us, helps us stand firm. And we can know that it's true because it's already happening. While the true end depicted here hasn't occurred yet, don't we already see the rider on a white horse, already dressed in a robe that has been dipped in the blood? He put that on at the cross. Don't we already know that the King of Kings and Lord of Lords has started treading out the wine press? Every time we see an addiction overcome, every time we see a healing occur, every time we see someone forgiven of their sin or growing in love or standing firm in trial, we see the victory of faithful and true. We see a glimmer of a foretaste of the downfall of evil. Jesus is doing his thing right now through his church when we continue in faithfulness and we live like the lamb. And so we worship now. Of course, our worship then will be vaster, more like a roar, more an ocean wave than what we do now. As I said, it's hard to comprehend life totally liberated from any trace of evil. But when we read these passages, It shows us that we're on the right track and our worship and our faithfulness and our keeping on keeping on is a clear witness about Jesus. Jesus will consummate the whole thing in the end. There will be a day when the devil is utterly destroyed and the world is utterly redeemed. What we taste in the now will become all things in all ways for all days without end. It's a question for reflection. Can you imagine the whole of the universe without a single trace of evil affecting it in any way? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.